Startup Life Hacks, episode 19. How I got to that point that I, I want to quit my job is that simply I just told myself there is no perfect start. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, the host of Startup Life Hacks, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest, Karim Rusti. Karim and I met in the meetup for entrepreneurs in downtown San Diego, and this was after coming from a digital marketing seminar focused on growth hacking, so our minds were already filled with actionable steps and ideas to bounce off of people. The reason I'm having Karim on the show is for him to talk about his new project he's working on to help connect the tech community in San Diego called Project 26. Project 26 will be a two-week program where people can come together to help build each other's ideas. Kareem, let's take a quick background of yourself and talk a little bit more of what Project 26 is all about. Well, first of all, I'd like to welcome your listeners and um, encourage them to follow your podcast uh, since I like what you're doing, helping people uh, inspire them to, to become entrepreneurs. Secondly, um, I'm actually from Egypt. Um, I have a very diverse background. Uh, I grew up in, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I moved then later to Egypt. I had my fair share of travel. I graduated from uh, the German University in Cairo with a uh, degree in uh, digital media engineering. After um, graduating, I worked in marketing strategy, online marketing strategy. I did that in order to diversify my um, my skills. I had technical backgrounds, and I felt that I had no clue or idea about what happens in a business, what 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 is strategy, what it what it means to um, to have your product out there. Uh, I worked for around over like a year uh, in the marketing strategy field, and then uh, I got connected. I was lucky to get connected to a friend through um, through another friend who was starting a business of his own, and. Um, a focus it was on experiential workshops. From there, I started understanding the whole concept of entrepreneurship and having your own business, your own ideas, and just working day and night to, to see it happen. This just changed my whole perspective, my whole mind on things that there is something else out there than just having a, a job. So from there, I started my entrepreneurial journey. I started with the first startup, which was EW Space, and it was an experiential workshop space. We um, we did workshops for people, very cheap prices, give them a feel of what they might want or they're interested to learn. The second thing uh, we started, uh, so that was working well, everything was working fine. Uh, my, my partner had a passion. We wanted to do something online or something that has to do with apps and, and, and social, so being social and things of that sort. So we, we went on with, with uh, another application and we call it Pingin, People's Engine. That was kind of what we were going for. And uh, we present our idea in an incubator, and uh, they picked, they loved us, and we got funding, and we got all these resources, fancy resources, I would say, to help uh, make our idea a dream come true. We went through that. We graduated. We had our office. We had our employees. It was great. And then uh, the, the, it failed pretty much what happened. It just didn't go well. 
Wait, which incubator is this? Uh, this is in, in it's a flat it's called Flat Six Labs, in uh, it's in Egypt as well. Okay. Uh, it's owned under a VC venture here in, in in San Francisco. They have a lot of connections with people here in San Francisco. Um, after that, um, we we just disconnected with them with the incubator and we decided to try to do this one more time on our own. I had quit my job. My partner had quit his job, and we just started focusing on this. After some time, we, with using of some um, online marketing, with a, with another product of ours called Voice, uh, with a play on the C with an S instead, we uh, we got some traction and we validated kind of the product. And we got we I applied to a conference in Ireland. It was a competition, and they liked our product and. They they gave us tickets to go there. So we went to Ireland. It was for two weeks. It was the web summit. We enjoyed it. We saw the energy going on there. We came back. We were depressed because we wanted that energy to go on. And from there, this is where I decided actually I have moving to the U.S. and um, and trying out to continue my entrepreneurial uh, dream here in, in in the states. Now you talked about quitting your job, you and your partner, yeah. to go on this full time. Now, how did you know when you wanted to do this full time and made that leap into entrepreneurship? Definitely, quitting your job is something that's not easy. It's easy said than done. I tried to quit my job a couple of times and I, and I wasn't able to. Well, how I got to that point that I I want to quit my job is that simply I just told myself there is no perfect start. There's no perfect time. Uh, there is no. Uh, there will always be a risk. You can't really be safe. One one thing I always keep in mind uh, when I studied GCSEs, which is the British curriculum, and and in business we we took something that profit is due to successful uh, risk taking, and uh, yeah, I kept that in mind. I have to be. I have to take that risk. I have to have that leap of faith, and from there, I just pushed. I was like, I didn't think of anything else. Didn't think of any consequences, and said, I have to quit my job. Now, was there was there someone that kind of inspired you to make that leap, or did you have a mentor when you're growing up? Well, um, one of the people that I've met during this whole discovering of entrepreneurship that there's this whole world of entrepreneurship out there. One of the people I met, he's he's kind of a he's a life coach, mm-hmm. and um, he's been working in IT all his life. He's he's over thirty years old, and now he's doing this change to to just coaching after being in IT, working in top companies like Microsoft, Orange, and. I knew him from EW Space, and uh, he would he would always give us advice. And and just seeing a person who's at 30 years old and taking that change, making that change, and I'm a person back then I was 20 or 21. I thought to myself, like, being that young, having that time, there actually I actually don't have any risk to be honest. I thought to myself that I'm I should be easy easily taking the the step forward. That's one thing. The other thing is I understood that when you take a decision, you need to understand two things that um, it's always a choice that you make. So you have to list down the advantages and disadvantages. So I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Does that mean I'll be able to go out every uh, Saturday night? You know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to have to give up on that. But I'll enjoy working at my own hours at the same time, working on something I love, being casual, no, no formalities, no stresses. But being in a job, I know I could go every Saturday night out. I have I have the money, you know. I have everything is is it works out fine. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know you gotta kind of know if you know the consequences really well and you're able to get over these consequences. This is when you know where you could go there. 
So this is this would be my advice on that part. So your advice is really to do like a little a pros and cons sheet. Pros and cons sheet. Be aware. Be as much as you could aware of the consequence. Ask people out there who who's been there. Ask them about the truth behind entrepreneurship. As fancy as nice as it sounds, what's what's the truth behind it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All these entrepreneurs, it seems like they're going a hundred miles per hour, and it seems like they don't really have a break. But it's these breaks where they have all these all of these ideas. So, well, what are your favorite favorite hobbies? My favorite hobbies. Um, okay, another f- uh, good story for you. Um, in Egypt, uh, there is American football actually, and uh, one of the hobbies is I used to play American football, and I am actually one of the people who helped found American football in Egypt. Oh wow! And and now there's a whole league. You could guys check it out. It's efaf.com and uh this is what i used to do as a hobby is it's funny thing is it's kind of a sp- <laughs> another small startup but it wasn't a sport that that i loved i always wanted to play but i never had the chance to play because it's not really popular down there in egypt but we had the chance to actually build it and make the sport happen and, and actually get coaches from abroad and be part of the international federation as well so yeah i like i like american football um i'd like um, now i do surfing uh, since i'm here in san diego i'm trying that out um, also, um, yeah, like I do parachuting, anything, you know, that gets your, my adrenaline going pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I'd like to see that change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what position did you play in football? Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> We're now going to concentrate on how this business got started and maybe some of my listeners can use the same tactics when starting their own venture. There's a couple of uh, factors when starting your, your, your business. So I guess you'd need, uh, partners maybe. You need people to work with you mm-hmm. on the project. Yeah, how would you how would you choose those founders? How would I choose my founders? Pretty much, some people would go directly first to their friends. You know, logically speaking, you would go to your friends maybe, but I would I wouldn't always recommend that. I would say go choose your partners based on the passion you see in their eyes. So, if your pa- partner is really passionate the same way you are about it, or you have to pass that passion on, that is very important because. If your partner is feeling like he's working for you, then he's not really your partner. And this is one thing I've learned uh, with with my partner currently as well. He, he's still my partner. Is that at certain times we, ne- we we we're not we're not sharing the passion in the same way. It's kind of like he's pretty much dictating what I need to do, or and and that and that that wouldn't work out. A partner means he has to be part of the business, uh, be in the business decisions. He has to be part of it. That's one thing. You have to give him equity. You have to give him trust. You have to give him leadership. So this is, uh, you have to have a partner with these qualities and you have to give him these these things in order for him to become your partner. Uh, I would say, look around, go to a lot of meetups. I joined, a, I went to the startup weekend recently and things like that and things like Project 26, hopefully, are places where you could go and meet people and you could see people who are really passionate just about in building things, all you just need to do is pass on your passion or your idea to him, and and he'll probably help you out with it. So I would say just go out there. You need to be out there in the field to find new people, to find fresh blood, uh, fresh blood that is passionate about building things and um, building a being being entrepreneurs pretty much. But you won't find them, you know, in in your circle because mm-hmm. um, these people they go out there and just having the thought of going to a meetup that means he's thinking differently. That he he's just not looking just for another job. And when he finds a person that encourages him to take the next step, you could become later on partners. And I like how you mentioned how you wanted to find a partner who is uh, 
equally as passionate as you are. Yes. I mean, you're not always going to be passionate every single day. There's going to be some down times. There's going to be some failures that, you know, you just didn't want to wake up in the morning. Yeah. So you need that partner to kind of pick you up when you're down. That, that, that's definitely true. And um, that's what kind of happened with me and, and Balkini, my partner, is that a lot of times when I was down, he, he would be kind of like very positive and just into it and, and, and the other way around. It wasn't like a tactic that we played. It just normally came. Mm-hmm. It just played out that way that whenever I was down, he was kind of the positive guy. Whenever he was down, I was a positive guy. And uh, yeah, and I guess these times, if you didn't have that person there, you might you might step out of the game, the entrepreneur game and just and give up. Mm-hmm. Burn out. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about Project 26 and what it's all about. Well, Project 26 pretty much um, came came into my mind after attending a couple of meetups and and going out there to see how the tech community is like in San Diego. And and what I notice is uh, there is a lot of energy. There's a lot of different people with good ideas. Um, but I noticed the geographical area maybe of San Diego, why it's so spread out is, is making people um, not able to see each other that much. You have people in Carlsbad, you have people in Carmel Valley, in Del Mar, you have people in downtown, different areas, different meetups, and, and they don't really get to see each other. So there's a lot of disconnect, that's what I felt. So I, I sat down and I said, how could you get all these people or a group of these people to actually continue or continuously see each other and work with each other and, and, and feel what I would call mimic the San Francisco Bay Area. What I believe in San Francisco is that everybody, wherever you go, there's a, there's a startup getting its wheels turning. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to just, just be around the area, the startup field, and, and, and always have that energy, that motivation, these people. Here, it's, it's not that same way, honestly. So I wanted to build a destination, a destination where, you know, you go there. This is where you're going to find a lot of people just working on these great ideas. I thought having people just with an idea that's the main important thing to to come to project 26 to have an idea that you're really passionate and you're willing to work hard for you could be a designer you could be a programmer you could be an entrepreneur with previous failures you could have no clue but just have that passion and uh, these people will be sitting literally in a round table and working on each other's idea based on the expertise that whatever expertise they bring on the table and work on that for two weeks Every meeting will be like two hours, something very light. The purpose is throughout the two weeks is to develop strong connections, collaboration. It's not networking. It's collaboration, these strong connections, personal connections. And um, see if your idea is viable or not. If, if it's something that people might like, might not like, have a small prototype of it and so on. Without, you know, no intense, no stressful environment, just relax. Just getting, you know, kind of dipping your feet into the entrepreneurial field. Mm-hmm. This is what kind of I, I see for Project 26. And in the long term, if this works out, I believe Project 26 should not be just a, a round table, but instead should be a, a geographical area. I would imagine it to be have a place on, on its own where everybody knows this is this is where to go if you want to want to start a startup. So this is kind of like a, a boot camp, and then you're partnering people up with certain strengths to another person's weakness. Yes. That way they could collab and uh, yes. their idea goes further faster. Now, describe a moment in your life when you felt like giving up. Who or what motivated you to keep trying? There's a lot of moments I wanted to give up. Uh, you know, starting a social startup in Egypt is not definitely easy. Uh, the environment, the, the political issues, the, all that was really, was really difficult to do. Uh, despite the huge, I must say, market now for entrepreneurs in Egypt, it's 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 fast, it's growing, and there is more energy. But um, 
it's not really as big as I would say as in Europe or as in here in the US, but it's getting there, definitely getting there. There's a lot of times over there that I want to give up, but but I decided that there is no limits. There is no boundaries. There There is no such thing as... Um, as that at all for me. And that's why, you know, achieving that dream, whether it's in Europe, whether it's the US, where, wherever it is, I would I would do that. We are now entering my favorite round, which is the superhero round. What is your entrepreneur superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? My greatest strength is um, I'm very consistent. I believe I happen to be very social as well. I believe these two are very two very important um, things for an entrepreneur. He has to be able to be easy with people, to mix with people, to pass on his vision, his ideas uh, to people, to pass on that pass on that passion, that energy. That's that's what the entrepreneur is. The entrepreneur he he is the fuel to everything. To to the developers that work with him, to to the designers, to everyone that was he's the fuel. He has to always be the one motivating. He has to always be the one just moving, moving, moving. And the second thing, he has to be very consistent. He can't stop at one point. He can't break at one point. He has to move on to move on. Even if you fail, it's okay. Okay, you failed. You broke down for some time. You, you keep moving and you keep moving and you keep moving until one day something, one of these things will click. And uh, the, the the difference between people who, who, who stop, they just stop. They, they failed and they stop and, and it's over. The person who's, who fails and goes on learns something new every time. Mm-hmm. And you fail and then you learn something new. And then you fail and then you learn something new. So they reach to that level where they have this strong skill set that they make it at, certain, at some point that they make it. It might take a very long time. It might take a shorter time. But it's always the breath. If you're never out of breath, you will probably make it. Whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. You'll make it, but obviously we're humans, so we are uh, constrained by our physical, physical health. So yeah. And I really like how you mentioned that, how all these little failures, you learn at least one thing new, and that builds up over time. And towards the end, you're going to be this knowledgeable entrepreneur that knows how to do all these different things. Yes, definitely. Um, my first startup, I learned an um, important lesson about um, partnership and the team and partners. We were a five. That was a big mistake to start with. Second startup. We were an incubator. We got finances. We thought we're the ish. I'm sorry, but that's what we thought. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had the money, had the employees, we had all that, but that didn't work out. So it's not always about the money. It's not always about being financed. Incubators are not always the, the best thing. It's it's a safe way, but it's not, maybe, you know, just working on your own might be better. Mm-hmm. Um, so with each startup that I built, I learned definitely something new. Now, what would you say is your kryptonite? My kryptonite? Sleep? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Not enough hours in a day. (laughs) I I, I guess, yeah, just getting tired, just getting tired. Yeah, this would be the biggest problem. There's time. Time is, yeah, kryptonite. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I like to have either one of these two powers, speed or just have um, um, high focus, you know, a really high focus power, because I believe these would help me do whatever I want, whether it's an entrepreneurial world or whether it's in, in, a, in, a, in the physical world, it will help me um, achieve a lot of things. Speed, 
having things done quicker and faster. So I'm able to validate whatever I'm doing quicker. So that's kind of the thing, you know, with 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 whatever idea you have, you want to validate it. You want to make, you want to you want to prove that people want this, mm-hmm. or you could make people want this. Once you prove that, you got more than fifty percent of it figured out. Because yeah, then the investments come. Then then you could have your whole strategy, your growth, your growth hacking will be much easier, and so on and so forth. So that's where speed for focus, it's just pretty much for the ability for you to um, capture new ideas and capture new trends and link things together. Now, we're now going to answer the final questions in the interview. And these are really the tools that you would recommend that would help all listeners rise to their feet and get started. So what is one favorite tool that you use in your business? Favorite tool? Uh, there's this tool I've been using for some time. I've, I've used it in a lot of places and it's called um, a Slack it's a communication tool. It gives you that sense that you're, you know, you're, you're in a company and you have these people and you're working and it's kind of organized, the channels and everything. So for me, one of the things is that if you have a team or people that are going to work on a startup, communication is crucial. You have to always communicate. You have to always keep them updated. You have to give them the loop. You know, have to keep that energy going, that flow going. And you can't really always call them all the time. Mm-hmm. So that thing is like a WhatsApp messenger, but for, you know, for for a startup or for a company where you always keep the energy going and talk. You know, I did this today. I went to a startup today. I did this meetup. Uh, you know, I, I guys check out. I just did this logo. You have it sent over on Slack so easily. Not even messages. So you get the notifications straight away. You know, not even email and something like that. So it's it's instant. That's one thing that's that's great about uh, Slack. Now, what's your favorite book? I have I have three books that I love. Uh, honestly speaking, the number one I love is Zero to One by Peter Thiel. It's a great book, and it it just talks about the concept is that you either have a very new idea, and and that would be the, the zero, or you make it ten times better, which is the end. So um, he talks about Elon Musk and creating the Tesla cars. So he was crazy enough to create an electrical supercar. It's not an electrical car; it's an electrical supercar. Uh, he talks about when he created PayPal. That's just a new idea. That's just disruptive, and it just and tells you how to differentiate your idea. Is it that is it there? Is it the zero part, or should it be pushed to the end part? But it's really interesting. I would recommend to read it. The mm-hmm. other one would be the Art of Innovation. It's by um, Ideo. It's a company based in San Francisco, and actually, this company helped Mac produce the first mouse. Hmm. All what they do is they focus on product. They're all product kind of product managers, you would say. They would um, have companies come and say, you know what, we want to revolutionize this. So they would actually go out and just observe the people and see what they're doing. And just based on that, redesign a lot of things. They invented the palm note, the the stylus, all these things were based on uh, observations and sitting and seeing people. Definitely it's a book that you have to read, The Art of Innovation and how to be innovative and, and the steps to do that mm-hmm. um, and actually it's amazing how simple it is um, the last book I would say would be um, there's this other book it's called The Secret it's just good for motivation the, the law of attraction yeah. yeah it's good for it's just good for motivation just for your soul yeah. now with all the successes all the failures you've had while starting businesses what is one startup life hack that you have that you can share with our listeners startup life hack well you don't need some time to start. This is really important. I will continue to, to say this a lot of, uh, always because with my friends, people who wanted to be entrepreneurs, people who wanted to work on their ideas, they always waited for this perfect time. There is no perfect time. So start now. 
bootstrap your your project. You think you might need a lot of money, a lot of all that. No, you could bootstrap a project. You could um, just prove your idea, build a minimum viable product, and then from there you could start looking for investors. You could start looking for partners. Just having a hack for you, have a, a product or a sample of a product even, and go out there and show it to people. And from there, I promise you, you will find a co-founder and you will find your validation and you will possibly find your uh, investors. I remember with my, with my founder, he showed me a product that, uh, that attracted me a lot. I've seen something that's there, that's live, that I could, that I could see. Now I, I know what he's looking for, and uh, I see his passion that he's serious about doing this. So I, so I say, okay, I'm going to give this a try. So yeah, have a, just a project. Start, you know, even if it's a paper, just start drawing, just start doing, start looking for templates online, fix it on that template. It doesn't have to look good. Just people, when they see you, that you just even have a, half a product or a product there, they just automatically get they get excited mm -hmm. that's from there you could find your co-founder from there you could you could find your uh validation you know people and i wouldn't go to family for validation by the way just go to strangers in the street show them your product and the final thing you <laughs> might you might find investors yeah yeah because your family's always gonna say oh it sounds yeah. so great don't, but then don't, <laughs> don't go to your family literally go down to the street and tell people about your idea and if you have something physical or something to show them the better Mm -hmm. Because you could you could get validation right there in the spot, you know, have them sign up and, and use it and say, you know, I actually don't like this. I don't want to use it. And it's fine. But you need that validation. Now, what's the best way we could follow you in case we want to know more about Kareem or Project 26? Uh, well, Project 26, uh, the website just launched yesterday where you could just register your interest in Project 26. So I believe that would be a good place, www.project26.co. Uh, that's one way to probably the best way to reach Project 26 and to reach me personally. Um, my email is K-R-O-U-S-H-D-Y-89 um, at gmail.com or at Twitter um, at K underscore R-O-U-S-H-D-Y. And yeah, feel free to get in touch uh, if anybody out there is interested in Project 26. I'm definitely um, open to any ideas. And yeah, let's sit and talk. Thank you, Karim, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive and keep grinding. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Kareem as well as the tools and books he recommended, navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. Find people who can help you in skills that you lack. What this means is that, let's say you have an awesome idea for an app, but you have no coding experience. Rather than spending months learning how to code, partner with a developer who can help you with a minimal viable product. You can find developers in meetups in your local area, going to hackathons, or college campuses. And the same thing applies when you're looking for expertise in marketing and business. Project 26 will help try and be the medium for this interaction to happen. And I'm looking forward to what the future has in store for Kareem and Project 26. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you, and if you like what we're doing, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on each new show we publish. 
And for more inspiration, go to startuplifehacks.com. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.